familiarity. It's a comforting feeling. But if you're like most people, you've found that doing the same things, dealing with the same people every day, familiarity turns into boredom, even condescension and conceit. Maybe people take you for granted. Cut a corner here, your feelings there. For Leo Heinrich, he's at that point with his increasingly bizarre employers in... Chapter 6, Down the Rabbit Hole. Justine and Dieter embarked on a slow, bitter spiral into lunacy, beginning with the photos. They still paid me as I helped around the store, sorted sheet music, and readied their box-filled van for a bookstore liquidation. But I wasn't being kept in the loop. My suspicions were confirmed when I tried using their cloudy space setup. I was used to FTP in a big way. It was all I needed to get my other clients' sites up and running. It really was easy work for easy money when I was freelancing. Of course, this was before the days of WordPress. Justine had some wiggity whack blesk set up that annoyed the hell out of me. However she'd set up her sites, I had to do more cartwheels and backflips than at any other time in my experience with web design. All of her files had to be edited through some sort of online notepad and previewing each site was counterintuitive. It was so user-unfriendly I had to call Cloudy Space four or five times. They were always polite, but oh, what douchebags they were, and they notified Justine by email each time. Finally, I got things sorted on my own, but neither Justine nor Cloudy Space had any role in getting me there. Justine told me we were going to move forward with the site launching soon. So I did a little browsing and cobbled together a JavaScript bookmarker that saved about 20 hours of typing. Her code was all hard-coded, so it had a page title and URL typed in by hand for each website. My code scraped the website's URL and title page so it was able to work for all the sites. Her reaction was a harsh, Heh? I remember her eyes rolling and focusing on me like I was up to no good. Perhaps there was an edible insect near me. I stared back, unfazed. Firefox was up and coming around the time we were collaborating, and I pointed out that her site wasn't looking good on Firefox. Her response was a strangled, Mouse to the world uses IE, Leo. The more I tried to talk shop with her, the more she froze me out of any kind of web design. For most of the late winter, I was by myself in the store. They couldn't use an answering machine. The phone was wired so poorly that most of the time an operator would say all circuits were busy. I wondered how they could afford to throw away so much money. Justine and Dieter told me not to answer the phone, but a few times I spoke to the callers. I figured the least I could do was drum up some business and take a message. Besides, loneliness had set in at the place. The gas station down the street had a few Dunkin' Donuts crew and a couple of pleasant cashiers I talked with. Most of them would vanish after a few months. The only other places I'd escape to were the post office to run errands, or the pizza shop to blow some time and money. The owners were a battle-worn but friendly Greek and his wife. She looked better off than he did, but I could see the wear on her too. Occasionally Dieter would take me out to the storage unit down the street to dig out some artifact or other that the wife wanted. We'd get to talking. Usually he was very polite and meek and friendly. A few times he'd be quiet after Justine had argued with him. I hadn't seen them argue, but I knew she was pulling punches around me. 
Once he told me it was our job to ask how high when she told us to jump. I thought to myself he was a bit whipped. Then we'd go to the gas station for a coffee and he'd leave me to myself at the antique store. It wasn't too hard to stay motivated. 250 a week cash in the run of a place was still a pretty good deal. The bathroom was becoming a sticking point though. After Justine would yell at him, Dieter would drop by, announce an inspection, if that was all right with me, and get angry when he'd see a big green ring forming around the bathtub. Once he came up and looked around without the permission we'd agreed on. That was when my caveman beard had just come off and I'd put a newspaper on the sink to keep the hair from landing in it. He saw the newspaper and hair and flipped out. He wouldn't have believed that I shaved to look better for work and planned to clean it after work, so I didn't venture the explanation. That didn't help things. It only made him fester. Seeing him huffing and wheezing both enraged and ashamed me. And he'd leave before we could hash things out. Then, after he and Justine let their venom dissipate, he'd be fine again. I found myself becoming less friendly and more defensive. Some of the pictures required a second hand to take, especially those involving pages from Justine's best books. Between three and five in the afternoon in February, Dieter would sign out the books we needed from the glass case. Given his worldliness and subservience, I was shocked when he'd open one of her $2,000 books with a spine-breaking snap and paw through the first dozen pages. Something was up between them, something not even he wanted to acknowledge. Finally, the last few pictures dwindled to a wretched stop, and she reviewed my work. She still made me feel like a low-IQ mutt, pointing with her claw fingers and, and pouring blue blood derision on me in the loftiest and most veiled terms. Dieter tried to step in on my behalf, but she rebuked him enough to leave a mark. It wasn't the camera's fault. It had worked as it always had. What else was left in the equation? Then, with a little hoity-toit and some la-di-da, we were on to the next project, eBay. I was beginning to steam a little, but she told me the project would be fun and less tedious. My ears picked up a little when I heard her sympathizing, but I knew it was just a trick to get me rolling again. I didn't let on that I was beginning to catch on.